Hello, Lime Ninjas, and welcome to episode 89 of Lime Ninja Radio. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and with us from lovely La Jolla, California, is our certified show producer and brains behind our business, Aurora. Hi, and I actually just had a very fun conversation with one of my coworkers. We were comparing energy drinks of choice. Oh, my. Yeah, I was telling her, oh, when I'm feeling tired, I like to I like to have uh, five-hour energy drinks because at least there's some B vitamins in there. And she's saying, oh, as soon as uh, her son uh, finished growing up enough to eat solid food, she, w- she had started drinking monster energy drinks again. You guys are killing me. I know, I know. She was saying, oh, it tastes so good. I think I'm a little bit addicted. And I was like, yes, I can completely understand. I'm the same way with Diet Coke. Well, you know, well, since we're true confessions, when I was in high school, we had a coach, a lacrosse coach say, you know, you shouldn't be drinking all that sugary soda. So I said, if you have to drink soda, drink diet soda. So that's before really all the aspartame scare came out. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I meant that to mean it's like, give up soda? No way. So I switched over to Diet <laughs> Coke. So I'd been drinking Diet Coke for years and years and years and years and years. And it turns out that the aspartame or aspartame, depending on who you're talking to, I like to say aspartame, the aspartame is a mild antibiotic and begins to mess with your gut biome. So I think what has happened to me over the years is that damage is the same of taking high doses of antibiotics over a short period of time and really altered my gut biome. And so now I have to be really careful with sugar. I did give up the Diet Coke. I do have to admit that once or twice a year I will indulge. But for the most part, it's not nearly the same, the same (laughs) gallons and gallons that I was taking down but it did have it did have an impact on it and really that's what today's guest is going to talk about the hidden additives in food so Aurora, why don't you tell us a little bit today about our expert donna kelly donna kelly lives in the sierra foothills of volcano california she loves and enjoys hiking and bicycling especially in yosemite Donna has been a student of health and nutrition since 2004 and earned a master's degree in holistic nutrition with highest honors in 2010 from Clayton College of Natural Health. She's been a proud member of the National Association of Nutrition Professionals since 2008. Donna has a strong passion for educating the world about eating fresh, organic, whole foods to keep the body and mind free of toxins. To keep the body strong and in balance, to prevent illness, and to keep the mind and memory alert and focused. You can find her at DonnaKellyNutrition.com. Thanks, Aurora. Here's our interview with expert Donna Kelly. So where do you live? I live, well, let's see, my town is called Volcano. (laughs) Really? Uh Uh-huh. Is that because there's a volcano nearby? Oh, no, no, no. No, there's not. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's, we're about an hour and a half from Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. and about an hour from Sacramento. Okay. So we're kind of in the foothills in between. Yeah, them. you, you are in the sticks. Gold country, they call Gold it. Gold <laughs> country. Have you found any? 
No. <laughs> Darn. No. You're not out there panning, huh? No. Actually, I did try that when we first moved here, but gosh, I've been here so long now that don't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> All those crazy new people try that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I think I would just have to try it once or twice. Yes. Yeah. Well, what you find in a lot of the rivers here is not gold, but but what we found were these tiny, tiny little red stones. And of course, they weren't rubies, but they were a little red stone that people seemed to... I mean, it was like they found. They thought they found something. Uh-huh. I don't think they were valuable, but it was kind of fun to They're find pretty. them. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty. So who's listening in are people with... Lyme disease, and particularly chronic Lyme. And do you know anything about Lyme? I do, um, knowing that it's from a tick, right? A deer tick, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did kind of read a little bit more on that. Um, actually, Linda Page, I looked in her book, she wrote Healthy Healing. And I just know that people can become very fatigued, yeah, just um, really ill from it. Yeah. So they need to do more of a anti-inflammatory type diet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things they need to avoid: alcohol, tobacco. Yeah, really. It you know it 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 varies from person to person. One of the things yeah. that seems to creep up or show up uh, with almost all the people I talk to who have. Lyme and who've had it for a long time is the MTHFR variant. Mm-hmm. Do yes. you are familiar with that? A little bit. I took a class on that, just one class on that um, that was being presented in Washington, mm-hmm. and I did learn a little bit about it. I don't know a whole lot, but I'm familiar with it. Well, it's it's part of some. So the genes or the part of the genes regulate the the creation, the expression, and the creation of enzymes. And the enzymes help different things happen in the body, basically. So the MTHFR uh, variant has a lot to do with the body's ability to use folic acid versus folate. So folate is what you'd find in foods, obviously, and folic acid is, is the synthetic and okay. what it turns out is the people with this variant need the folate and not the folic acid. But what that means is, because most people's folate intake is insufficient, is th- one of the big things that happens with this methylation pathway is detoxification. So methylation turns off hormones. It turns off uh, other other processes in the body and helps the liver excrete stuff. So they get toxic very easily, which is why I want to talk to you about hmm. toxins in foods. It's like the less you put in the body, the hmm. less your liver has to detox. And if you have an impaired liver anyway, because of this methylation uh, polymorphism is the technical mm-hmm. term. I hate to call it a defect because it's not a defect, actually. It's just a, a different way the body's put together. Uh, mm-hmm. then then you're really going to struggle. And these days, there's so much junk in our food. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so I saw your articles like, I have to talk to her. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that and appreciate the opportunity to to try to do that for you. (laughs) What's out what's out there these days that's that's contaminating our food? I mean are the like the top three bad guys, the top ten bad guys? Oh my gosh. Yes, there are so many. Um but one of them that I was thinking about was a toxin, a chemical toxin that's called, which I'm sure you're familiar with, um, glyphosate. Of course. Which is the active ingredient in Roundup, um, an herbicide. And uh, something I had just learned about that was the farming industry, what they started doing was what's called crop uh, desiccation. What's that? Yes, what is that? Uh, What that means is uh, just prior to harvesting the crop, they spray it, totally spray everything real heavy with it. And what it does is it ripens up the produce. Huh. That's pretty scary. So one thing I had learned about that, um, this was a a research scientist. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe her name is Stephanie. Senef. Yes. Yes. I've interviewed her. Oh, okay. So you know all about this topic. I know some of it. Yes. So it just, um, so what this toxin is doing is it is disrupting all of our normal body functions. They kind of found, uh, they were checking fish Mm -hmm. and uh, that were exposed to it and they found that it developed um, digestive issues like um, like celiac disease. No kidding. So who knows that this might not be one of the reasons why some of us are developing celiac disease and becoming intolerant also to gluten and also some other things that she'd mentioned um, was infertility and uh, miscarriages and birth defects mm-hmm. also. So how do you, so, I mean, if, if farmers are using clay phosphate roundup, hopefully we won't get sued by Monsanto. Um, <laughs> that, um, I mean, like, how do you, how do you avoid it? It's like, you know, given that um, it's everywhere, if you buy a loaf of bread in the store, yeah, it's, it's going to really, be right. Soaked. Well, that really soaked hard. is too strong a word, but yes, actually, uh, you know, also see what they're doing with it is, um, I'm, I know you are familiar with this too. Um, GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Mm-hmm. What they've done is they've taken that gene and they've put it into um, some of the top crops that are being grown. Um, and so those are like your soybeans, corn, uh, sugar beets, canola. Um, and so they're actually inside of the plant itself. So, right, like you're asking, how do we, how can we avoid those? Um, one way is by reading labels and, um, looking for, uh, products that are organic and that say they contain uh, no GMOs, like so the little label that's non-GMOs. So you want to be looking for those. 
also, I know in all the different states, um, they're trying to, we're trying to get things labeled. They need to be labeled that they contain genetically modified organisms. And that's one thing that hasn't passed here in California yet. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, gosh, millions of people want it. Right. So that's one thing that we need to make sure to try to vote yes for that. <laughs> right. So look for the GMO label if it's there or non-GMO label. Yeah, right? the non-GMO label. And, and try to buy or as much organic um or even, you know, get back to growing our own food if we can. Well, what, uh, so if, if I was going to, you know, if I have a small space and I was going to grow a garden, what, what should I spend my time growing? What would you grow? Um, well, what I grow is uh, greens. Any a particular lot of kind? Uh, well, I grow spinach. Um, kale, uh, Swiss chard. I also do beets. Mm-hmm. You can eat the tops of the beets as well. Um, we do tomatoes, peppers. Oh my gosh, it's just like endless. So, um, we also grow um, green beans. So there's so much. Uh, zucchini. Zucchini is a great one. It's very easy to grow and it just Oh my gosh, it just keeps going all summer long. And I find that a lot of times I don't even have to go to the grocery store. Um, so I just, uh, my grocery store is out in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really fun to do, too. Um, we also grow a lot of, like, uh, cilantro and parsley and basil. So you can b- grow a lot yourself and you know where it came from and that it's not sprayed with anything. Actually, I'd like to mention, like just today, um, talking about GMOs, the FDA, the federal government, they've mm-hmm. just approved, um, you probably heard this, uh, salmon is now actually the first animal that's genetically modified. I and that was approved today. I saw that. So what yeah. is... I mean, what did you read about that? What exactly is that going to mean? What that means is, uh, what what they're doing this to is it's Atlantic salmon. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing, of course, is taking the gene. uh, It's a growth hormone gene from a Pacific Chinook salmon. Okay. And also from uh, what they called an ocean pout, which I looked that up. That was an eel. Okay. Yeah. So they're taking this, yeah, this growth hormone gene, and they're putting it into this um, Atlantic salmon. And the reason they're doing that is so that it grows uh, longer and faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, it says that they only grow in the summer and the um, the spring and the summer, and so this way it can grow all year long. Oh. How clever of them. Yes. Well, I know it. I uh, avoid Atlantic salmon like the plague. Um, and kind of what finally did it for me was in in our grocery store, they had a filet of wild-caught salmon and a mm-hmm. filet of the Atlantic farm-raised salmon. And I, I know that they even add coloring. They 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 feed the the Atlantic salmon. I think it's some sort of shell to pinken them up, and it looks so pale and pasty and sick. It's like I can never eat that stuff again. Yeah. So it's I can't imagine what it's going to 
look and taste like after it goes through artificial growth stages too. Well, it's like, well, you know, well, they didn't do it with artificial means, but we, we grew meat chickens one year mm-hmm. out here on our farm and they don't look anything like a chicken. <laughs> mm. They are these mutant looking birds and they can barely walk. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's, 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 it's interesting. So that's, that's what we're eating, but they were just selected that way. They weren't, you know, nobody spliced any genes. So at least it's still a chicken. Yeah. It's not something <laughs> new. I know. So, so aside from avoiding all the weird genetics that GMO stuff does, and then all the uh, glyphosate, all the Roundup that they spray on these Roundup-ready crops, mm-hmm. um, what what else is there in our diet that we really should be aware of and stay away from? so that our livers can catch a break. Like what else is hiding in our foods? Well, what else? Um, Processed foods, I want to say. If we're eating processed foods, um, they probably have preservatives in them. So can can we back up a second? Uh Because somebody's processed food is somebody else's favorite dinner. (laughs) So what, what... I mean, I think we're on the same page, but just to make sure everybody, what is a processed food? I mean, isn't well, all food processed? Um, if you're buying it, I want to say in a container, a box, um, a can, uh, it is processed. Okay. Meaning that it's, it's they, probably what they do is they start with real whole food, which is great. That's what we want to do. We want to be eating real whole foods. But they take it into factories and they heat it up to really high temperatures. And in doing that, they're destroying all the great nutrients in there, enzymes. And then what they have to do is they have to add back in nutrients. So that's usually what it, when it's called enriched. They okay. have to add back in man-made, man-made synthetic vitamins. Uh, they add back in artificial colors, <laughs> dyes, which we don't want to be putting into our bodies. Um, that's kind of another little topic, too, because that can do all kinds of damage in our brains, and our children's brains, the dyes. Um, so they just have to add all this stuff back in to make this processed food look, smell, and taste like real food. Mm. So you're kind of eating this stuff um, that's, um, I feel, non-functional in your body. Your body isn't going to heal from it. We need to be eating real whole foods that have live enzymes in them so our bodies can take those nutrients and use them, heal from them. So there's, there's, more, there's more to food than just a calorie. Definitely. And for instance, like the preservatives, um, the reason they put the preservative in there is, of course, to kill any bacteria that might be in there. And when you take that into your body, then that's killing good bacteria in your body as well. Good bacteria does a lot for us. It 
they help to rebuild our B vitamins. They also protect us against food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And they get rid of uh, any bad bugs. They kind of try to, yeah, fight them off. <laughs> so we want. Right. And then you mentioned something about um, food dyes. Tell me about food dyes, because it's something I've never actually read about. I've just always heard it's like, oh, you don't want to eat red dye number, whatever it is, right? <laughs> exactly, So yeah. what, is, what are these dyes, and why aren't they so great? Um, okay, in my research, I found out that they are made from coal tar, <laughs> actually petroleum. Really? <laughs> yes. No way. Yes. What I read was that they, um, you know, somehow in their industrial plant, they break down this coal tar um, into different compounds, and they it eventually ends up uh, being different colors, um, and they dry it, and so it becomes this powder. Mm-hmm. And that's how, I don't know, they get all these different, like you're saying, yellow number six and red 40, number 40. Those have been um, proven to be um, carcinogens. Um, also, um, other countries, I remember, were banning some of them also, um, a yellow one. Tarzazine, I think it was called something like that. They're known to cause um, allergic reactions, and they can cause skin rashes, um, anxiety, it's also been linked um, to learning um, disabilities in children. Wow. So, like, you know, ADHD. So we we want to be careful about that. So, again, it's all getting back to reading labels. Yeah, so what are the, I mean, you read the labels, and some of the stuff looks somewhat familiar, and then you get down to the bottom of the label, and there's stuff in there that, what, what is yeah. that stuff? Exactly. What is it? it? And a lot of it is just, it's man-made synthetic stuff, I want to say, chemicals. And um, my motto is, if you can't read it, we shouldn't be eating it. And we should be just, like I said, if you're, if you're buying something in a container, you look at the ingredient, it should only have a few items, no more than, say, seven or eight. But like you're saying, you look at this and the, the list is just, it's endless. Um, and more than half of it we can't even read. Now, here's, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this or not, but what what can, can you talk about stuff that's off-label? Like, they put stuff in our food that they don't have to report. Do you know anything um, about that? Because I'm not familiar enough to have a good conversation about it. I just know I've come and some of it's preservatives and some of it's this and some of it's the other stuff. But I, I anyway, can you talk about you know, that? Yeah, I think I've heard about that, but um, I'm not too familiar with that. Okay. Except I know like with trans fats, mm-hmm. I could mention maybe trans fats um, that the government allows um, manufacturers to to say on the container that it contains no trans fats right? if it's under a half a gram. So, again, got to look at the ingredient label to see that it does say, you know, hydro, um, what is it, uh, partially hydrogenated oils. 
And it's the, the same with gluten. Like, I forget what the percentage is, but if it's less than X percent gluten, they can say it's gluten-free. So, I mean, so in one breath, we're saying read the labels, and in another breath, it's like, well, you got to be smarter than the labels because they're sneaky. So what's the best way? To, how did you get educated? It's like, what's the best resources out there? You know, do you need to hire a coach? It's like, what? Well, how I got educated, um, and actually I got into nutrition not because I wanted to teach it. Um, it was for myself. I was getting older. I was in my early 40s, and I noticed I started putting on a few pounds, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, from that point forward, um, I started thinking more about food and what I was putting into my body. and. I saw an ad on the back of a magazine talking about a school uh, to become a nutritionist just to learn, and so I signed up. And so, yeah, anybody out there can sign up for a nutrition class. Um, I kind of went all the way, though, and kind of got a little degree in it and got certified in it. Oh, cool. Uh, Where did you go? What did... Uh, Nat- it was Clayton College of Natural Health. Yeah, cool. And then I became board certified through NANP, uh, National Association of Nutritional Professionals. Mm-hmm. And then I guess everyone started asking me questions and so, and my family. And so then it just started evolving into um, wanting, really wanting to help people. Um, and educate them because there's so much to learn out there. And I and I sometimes take it for granted what I do know. I think other people know. And when my friends start, like I, I started doing detoxification classes, and I just realized how little a lot of my friends know. And sometimes, I, like I said, I just take it for granted that everybody knows these things, and they really don't. So anyhow, so that's what I'm doing. So what what do you find is like the biggest blind spot or misconception or myth or that that you run into? Like when you're teaching these detox classes. Well, one that I could talk about is artificial sweeteners. Oh, good. Because a lot of people think they're, you know, they want to lose weight and they want to get healthier. And they're thinking, I'm buying foods um, that have artificial sweeteners because I'm not adding adding calories and that it's going to help me lose weight. But in my learnings or what I've learned is that because they are artificial, they're man-made sweeteners, um, a lot of them from aspartame, uh, what it does is when our taste buds taste it, because it is sweet, it's like telling your body, your body thinks that there's sugar or sweet, sweet coming into your, into your body there. And so your body, I guess, starts making, wants to start making insulin. Mm-hmm. So you actually gain weight is what it's been proven that you gain weight from eating foods and drinks with artificial sweeteners. Oi. 
All those years of Diet Coke did me in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And something else that I had learned um, from Dr. Blaylock, he wrote a book called Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills. Mm-hmm. And this aspartame is one of them that gets into your brain. And like he says, they literally excite your brain cells to death. And that he has linked that to Alzheimer's disease, um, Parkinson's disease, Huntington's disease, uh, possibly any other uh, neurological disorders could be linked to that as well. So that's pretty scary. Um, I think there's so many people out there drinking that. Yeah, that's such a, that's so scary. I mean, that's the thing too with, with the folks who have Lyme disease is there's enough scary stuff going on and it always seems to be that the Lyme then takes any small problem that you may have had and could live with and then brings it to the surface and turns it into really a terrible thing. So, you know, people with a little bit of gut inflammation end up with major gut inflammation or people with digestive problems all of a sudden can't eat anything or people who may have had a little bit of fatigue or now can't get out of bed. It's just, it's really amazing how this bacteria just takes your little creases and then rips them, rips them apart. So, right. you know, so things like an artificial sweetener, you know, okay, so somebody's relatively healthy, it's probably not the best thing for them, it's going to make them eat too much, and you might then pack on a few extra pounds. But then somebody with Lyme disease, it could be, you know, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back and be causing all kinds of neurological problems, like you said. Crazy. Yes, it is. And another one that kind of falls into that same category is MSG. Yeah, what is MSG? Well, it's called monosodium glutamate. Okay. It's like an amino acid. It comes from glutamate. Okay. And that um, actually kind of falls in that same category. It's also an excitotoxin. Hmm. And there are so many hidden sources of it that we're not even aware of. Like we were talking about the ingredients list. Mm -hmm. When you look on it and there's all these great big long words that we don't know what they are. Some of them might even sound like, Oh, like they're okay. Um, like one is called, uh, calcium casinate, but it says calcium on it. So you might think that that's a good thing. My, our bodies need calcium. Yeah. But that, is a hidden source of MSG. And there's other ones, too, that are called um, textured protein. Um, another really bad one is hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Oh. So that they, one is supposed to be worse yet. <laughs> so they changed the name. It's not just MSG on the label. Right. Yes. It has many different names. And then other things, too, like additives that can contain MSG mm-hmm. are, is anything that usually has uh, the word flavoring um, after it, like natural flavoring. Oh, really? Yes. Malt flavoring. Um, even if it says uh, broths, 
and just the word seasonings. And there's actually a whole list in his in Dr. Blaylock's book. And then, so what does the MSG do once it's inside the body? It gets into the brain and it destroys um, our brain cells, kills them. Great. <laughs> um, so again, it can cause any of those, you know, Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's, and we know that those are on the rise. Yeah, they certainly are. Wow. So kind of back to your original thing, it's cook your own food. Exactly. <laughs> Grow your own food and cook it, because otherwise, who knows what you're eating. Yeah, really need to get back to, yeah, eating real whole foods and try to do that 90% of the time. <laughs> and maybe that little bit of the time that, you know, we're forced into maybe eating, you know, because there's a lot of times we go out to our our friends' homes, we don't know really what they're, how they're cooking. But if you're eating, I want to say maybe even 90 or 80% of the time really well, you know, all organic, real whole foods, um, that that little extra bit that your, your body, your liver, it's all going to be able to handle it. And that's the whole idea of, not taking in so many toxins into our body is to try to reduce that load. And if we can reduce that load, that little extra bit, our body will be able to take care of it. So we want to try not to uh, take in too many to slow down that um, the process that the liver does in getting those toxins out. Fabulous. That's a great explanation. Well, Donna, I want to thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous. I really appreciate it. And I have to know one thing. Did you lose the weight? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That I did. And, um, yeah, I am I feel like I'm healthier than ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you are. Well, that's, you know, eating healthy doesn't guarantee that you, we don't come down with, with the disease or something. But what it does guarantee is that we're in much better shape to deal with whatever does happen in life. Yeah. You know, I've heard people in my acupuncture practice say, well, I can't believe I came down with, you know, X, Y, or Z. I eat all organic and I do my yoga every day and it's just not fair. It's like, it's not, you know, doing that stuff doesn't guarantee anything, but it, it sure helps when it's time to deal with it. Right, and and you're right, and there's so many other factors that come into play with that. But all we can do is to try to do our best. Yeah, and and stay positive. <laughs> Absolutely, stay positive is another really good one. Now, do you have any contact information? Do you about your classes or anything online that you'd like to share? Um, yes, I do offer uh, detoxification uh, classes, and if anyone's interested, they can get a hold of me. I have a website. Um, it's my name, Donna Kelly, with an E-Y, uh, nutrition.com. Okay. Fabulous. And thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. 
I enjoyed chatting with you very much. I very much enjoyed this uh, this interview with Donna. Uh, she really gives a 101 for how to read labels. And I've been reading labels for, especially, you know, on food and, and uh, especially on what I buy for about as long as I can remember. And I still learned uh, things to look out for from her. So that was very nice. Yes, unfortunately, when you're sensitive, when Lyme, you've got the Lyme toxins in you, it becomes imperative to avoid as many other toxins as possible. You just, your poor liver just can't keep up with the entire load. So the more you can keep out of your diet, the better. And one interesting tidbit to add on to what you're saying is that really animals concentrate the toxins. So that's where you want to, if you have budget constraints, that's really where you want to start and put your money into is when you're buying meat um, and cheese, if, if you still do dairy. Because that's where the toxins that kind of go up the food chains. The same thing with, with mercury and fish. It's like you eat the little fish and they're not going to have as much mercury. But if you eat tuna, they've eaten all those little tiny fish with a little bit of mercury and it just works its way up the food chain. So the same holds true for, for animals. If they're eating a ton of pesticide laden grain over the years, it'll accumulate in their tissue. So that's the most important thing to do is start there. And then if you can afford the organic vegetables or you grow your own, something like that, that's fantastic. But except for a few really heavily sprayed items on the vegetable and fruit side of thing, they don't nearly have as much toxicity as the animal products do. And that's, oh, you know, I, that's yeah. one of the things that the vegans say, and they're, they're right about that. However, that's where all the nutrition is. That's one what, the reason why the toxins are all there. It's also where all the nutrition is. And I have a question about the meat as well. Are we talking FDA approved? Is that okay? Or organic FDA approved? Or do we really have to go with the, with the grass fed? The more you know about who grew your food, the better. Okay. So we're very lucky here in central New York is we have our own cows on our own property. We know what they've been fed because we feed them. And up the street, we have neighbors who sell grass-fed. Uh, I don't think they're certified organic, but we know exactly what's going into those animals too. Mm -hmm. So obviously, that's kind of at the that's the peak that you grow your own, or you know somebody, you get to know the producer of the food. The next is organic because they're not they're most of the toxins are out. It doesn't mean that the food is necessarily of high quality. Um, so it may not be as nutritious. It's definitely not going to be as nutritious as grass-fed or pasture-fed uh, meats. However, it's not going to be laden with as many pesticides. So that's that's a good place to start. And then one FDA approved means it just isn't rotting. I mean, to be right. gross about it. So you know that the meat packing plants have been expect, inspected and so forth and so on. So really, that's. You know, grass-fed is, at one point, you want to get rid of all the toxins, and the next level is you want to maximize the nutrition. But really, what we're talking about here is getting the toxins out of your diet. And there's so many hidden toxins. And essentially, if you're buying food that's prepared, it's got toxins in it, and you have to be very careful. And you'll, you know, 
the thing you may not know if you haven't cleaned up your diet yet is one of the reasons you may be feeling so bad is that you've got these toxins in your diet. And once your diet's cleaned up, you may feel a whole lot better. But once you've gone clean for a while, you know absolutely when you've eaten something that's not good because your fingers may swell up or you may feel tired or your sinuses may bother you. You may have gut problems. The body will let you know that you've eaten something that's not healthy for it. Okay, if you like Lime Ninja Radio, go ahead and click on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And this is what one of our ninjas recently told us. I just binged listened to just about all the Lime Ninja podcasts, and I had to take a moment to let you know how much I love it. Seriously, you and Aurora are amazing at what you do. It's captivating and informative. Thank you both for putting your heart into this and creating such a wonderful podcast. Yeah, we just had to put that in there because we like to give ourselves a little pep talk every once in a while. <laughs> so thank you for leaving that wonderful uh, review. And lastly, Aurora, this podcast would not be complete unless you left us with the Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. Did you know ninjas can slam a revolving door? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.